deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A lock door it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I'm your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz. The the un, the unthinkable has happened. Rip. Rip in peace to. I don't think to, she was the queen of the wizarding world. I mean, by extension, surely, right? Like. I mean, I don't think the British Ministry is like in charge of the wizarding world, right? Because there's there's the um, don't forget Makuza. We're over here on Team Makuza. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, USA. U- Wait, M-A-C. U-S-A. M-A-C. U-S-A. <laughs> That's fucking right. Yeah, I guess, I guess I never really thought about that. But, like, did the wizarding world recognize the queen, the authority of the crown? I, I guess, I, I, I sort of assume they did because they're, like, there. Probably depends on what Hogwarts house you're in. Oh, you think, like, what, Gryffindors are like, yes, I love the monarchy. I love the queen, yes. I love the queen, I love the monarchy, and then the... Hufflepuff is like, I bet they uh, eat good food at the <laughs> at the palace. <laughs> do you think the queen? I mean, I I was about to say, do you think the queen knows? But she doesn't because she's dead now. But do you think? <laughs> do you think she knew? Do you think? Do you think? Because we have that scene in uh, at the beginning of. Um, Haplet Prince, right? Where um, it's the Prime Minister, right? Where the Prime Minister hangs out with the uh, the Wizarding Minister, and, and he learns all about Dementor. Come, do you right. think they had that conversation with the royalty? I think it's sort of like the Pope, where it's like the it's like as soon as you become Prime Minister, you can talk directly to the Queen by like <laughs> psychic connection. <laughs> so can- she knows everything. The Prime Minister knows. Okay, so they're like linked spiritually. <laughs> That's interesting. This is a new new take on wizarding powers. I kind of like this. Right. But anyway, I was about to say the auteur's respect, but I do not, absolutely do not have to give the royalty the auteur's respect. No, but no. That all being said, we've got we've got a little bit of, of news classic this week. I love news classic. It's been a while since we've had this this kind of news. With a little twist this time, I suppose, because because this is this is news classic, but like post everyone knowing that J.K. Rowling is a is a transphobe, you know, mm-hmm. ColourPop, a uh, cosmetics company, released a Harry Potter collab this week. A friend of the pod sent it to me like, hey, uh, <laughs> did, you, did you see this was happening? And I super did not because it turns out that this company like did not tweet about it, did not post about it on it, like anywhere with a comment section, basically, they did not allude to this happening. Interesting. Interesting. Just on their blog, I guess, they, they announced that this was happening at some point. Just in time to, 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 to ride the wave. But there's a real reason that we're discussing this, and that's that they have a Dobby palette. Dobby highlighter. Dobby highlighter. They have Dobby highlighter. <laughs> Dobby highlighter. <laughs> <laughs> it just says Dobby on the box, and it's like, inside, it's like the, it's like Dobby color, right? Because it's highlighter. It, like, literally, if you put Dobby in a blender... And like yeah. whisk them up, like yeah. it, it's 
It's like that kind of pallid gray, but it's got some like little splotches in there. It just doesn't look very. I don't know what you would use the Dobby highlighter for. For your contour is what you use it for. Dobby, your Dobby um, contour. There's like the the because there's all those like promotional pictures, and there's the one where they like crush it and smear it, and there's mm. just like green blotches in it. Yeah. <laughs> up it looks like in like in mobster movies where they like cut up the brick of cocaine and realize that it's not pure you know it's like (laughs) oh there's some other shit in here yeah nasty the box is so whimsical though it has some socks on it it does have dobby in a big uh big funny font uh on it i mean like it's beautiful beautiful packaging what were like there was the bigger pack yeah, there's like an we... eyeshadow palette as well. Right. That also makes me a little crazy because it's okay. On the little description on the website, it's like inspired by your favorite Harry Potter characters and houses. And yet there are no, like, none of the names of any of the shades are Harry Potter characters. It has the houses, like, there's like Ravenclaw and Slytherin and, and such. But the colors are called like Floating Candles and Forbidden Forest. <laughs> And forbidden, for, forbidden forest is blue. It is why like a, is it, it is blue? like a glittery why, blue. Why is it blue? Why is it fucking blue? And all That's... all of the houses are all like a matte, and then the Ravenclaw one is just glittery blue. I just love the idea of like oh oh all these colors inspired by your favorite char- characters, and like one of them is candle, and another one isn't there like pumpkin or I'm, something. I'm in looking there. It's this just, like, up. Stuff. It's just like stuff from Harry Potter. Uh, there's Gillyweed, my other favorite character from Harry Potter. There's Great Hall. Um, there's Invisibility Cloak. <laughs> Nothing wrong with these as eyeshadow shades. Just the names are very funny. There's Butterbeer, which is a sort of um, like a copper glitter. But yeah, the, the Forbidden Forest being a blue glitter is a little baffling to me. Uh, the black shade is Dementor. Ooh, scary. It is scary. And it's scary. You got to wear that to your Dementor internship, I guess. Yeah, you do. Uh, there's three glitter blues, and it's Patronus, Forbidden Forest, and Ravenclaw, which Ravenclaw is the only house that is glitter. <laughs> they love glitter in Ravenclaw. That's they scary. do. Yeah. Um, what I love about this is be- because, like, purposefully, it seems like not gotten ahead of this or, like, done any... Any sort of like uh, announcement on Twitter or like you know post on YouTube, like 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 there's no the only announcement that, that this exists is like on the store page, right? Like surprise, it's Harry Potter time. Like here it is. But that means that if you like Google ColourPop or or ColourPop Harry Potter, every single result is just uh, either a cosmetics blog or a news site or someone on Twitter just fucking slamming them for doing this. <laughs> yeah. They have a Star Wars collab. What are, okay, what are the colors in that one? What do we got? What do we got there? There's a Darth Vader palette. Okay, like there's a, black a Mandalorian and red. palette. Well, it has multiple colors. So on the Darth Vader palette, there is Stormtrooper. Okay. I am the Master, which is oh. red. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Uh, dark side, the Empire, etc. Yeah. The so the there were two articles that I found. 
There was one on Rolling Stone, of all places, um, huh. which is not normally the resource I would go to for, like, criticism of, of cosmetic products, right? <laughs> but more as a uh, uh, an example of the reach that this has had already, right? Of the... Of the the, the grievance has spread beyond just people grousing about it on Twitter. Right. But it was also a, a, a much longer um, article on, on Temptalia, which sort of got into the specifics of it. But it's just, it's just I, I, like, this, this would not be something that I would consider, like, like news segment worthy if it weren't for the fact that they clearly knew that it would be a problem and didn't. <laughs> didn't post it anywhere where people could yell at them right <laughs> yeah you know if, if you're going through with that if you if part of your marketing plan for a product rollout is like okay do do not let anyone say anything about this to us or anywhere like that's that seems like a bad place to be surely yeah the the Rolling Stone article, by the way, is titled "TikTok Famous Cosmetics Company." So I guess that maybe maybe that gives you an indication of like what sort of like marketing demographic they're in. You know, this it's is, like <laughs> this is why it is outside of my sphere completely. Yeah, yeah no, I'm much I'm much too old for TikTok. But uh, but yeah, I feel like we we got a few of these during our like like the final days of our uh, our Harry Potter reading episodes but it, it it feels nostalgic to be back here again of like oops a product line has to like contend with a controversial figure that they you know i guess i guess i guess in this case they they're banking on it working for them when yeah. i i you know i hope it doesn't that's all i'll all i'll say yeah here here's my new beef with color pop you know the um mm. like tab um text uh like in your browser when you are tabbed away from ColourPop's oh, website, yeah. it blinks back and forth between the like tab title and then also says, hey, where'd you go? And it just blinks yeah. back and forth over and over again. So yeah, that's it my does. new beef with them. <laughs> it, it, it's, I'm looking at that right now. I hate it. It's, uh, th that, that is, it's doing the like Facebook Messenger thing to you. Like, ugh, nasty. Horrible. Nasty. Don't do that. Don't collab with Harry Potter. This is this is a, a a large L. Yeah, definitely. But very funny, Dobby palette, big fan. Also, they called their um their like green lip balm that's like Slytherin themed. They called it Pride. Oh come on! And, and it's weird, right? Because it's like the Gryffindor one is called Courage, the yeah. Ravenclaw one is called Wit, and the ye the Yellow Hufflepuff one is called Patience, and then the Slytherin mm -hmm. one is just called Pride. So I don't think they wanted to call it like. <laughs> resourcefulness or yeah. like cunning <laughs> there's no way nobody like we were talking last week about people who like you know maybe somehow were like mystery novel readers who didn't know what was going on with jk rowling mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i'm so if you are if you are a tiktok oriented cosmetics company i zero wiggle room i think there there is no, no way you don't know absolutely no way yeah on the other hand they did a sort of orangey lip balm and it's just called ron weasley oh <laughs> well then <laughs> <laughs> okay um there's one there is one more big event this week it was twilight week in forks washington nice well, we're not there for some reason 
We weren't there. We, God, if I had known, you know, like. Little trip to Forks? Can you little, imagine? Little road trip. Although, although looking at the schedule and like the, the, um, the reporting on this, it might, it might have been, it might have been like too much. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't lot. think you, you don't have to go to everything. That's true. That's true. No, but this is from uh, the Peninsula Daily News. And it's, it's an oddly short article. It's just like a bunch of pictures of people like getting autographs from actors and stuff. But there is a schedule that we can go and look at on ForksWashington.com. So we can kind of imagine what we'd be doing if we were we there. We can kind of imagine that we're, we were there exactly. Like what we would have done, what our itinerary would have been. Obviously, like we're... We're busy, so we so uh, I would say Wednesday and Thursday are kind of like right out for us. We couldn't have done those even if we'd gone. Yeah, we 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 uh, blew all our budget on going to see Cursed Child, um, <laughs> so we couldn't uh, we the couldn't trip to New York deal with this one. Was really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a baked potato bar. Uh, you are not a... kidding about this being a full schedule. <laughs> yeah, wow, look at we. it. Holy shit, right? Um, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a baked potato bar. There, what, what, do, you, do you like baked potato? What would you sure. get on a baked potato? Yeah, the, oh, the, you know, cheese, sour cream, little bacon yeah. bits. Sure, I'd yeah, take yeah, it yeah. all. Chives. The classic. Green Cla- onion, Ooh, yes. whatever. Chives, chives, green onion, bacon bits. A little cheese. That mm-hmm. sounds good. That sounds good as fuck. Uh, there's beach combing. Um, although that has a, uh, according to the, the schedule here, nominal entry fee. Just, so. just list the entry fee. Don't just, just say nominal. Nom- nominal entry fee. Tell me what it is. Tell me what the nom of the fee is, please. <laughs> um, there's the Forks Timber Museum. Uh, there's the Forever Twilight Forks Collection. I'm very curious what that means. Um, excuse me, Twilight Line Dance Lessons? Yo, What? Free. Oh, at the Ben Dome. At the Ben Dome. That's free. Okay. Yeah. See, uh, 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 all, there's some good shit in the free stuff. Yeah, there's I'm not a, going to the Forks Timber Museum for a nominal entry fee. Yeah. Why would I do that when I could go get line dancing and then escape to the beach for free? Exclamation point. Uh, low tide. Allow for 30 minutes of drive time. Guide will leave the parking lot promptly at 4. You're kind of going all over. There's, there's events like in La Push here as well. Like, it's all over. Nice. Uh, uh, a really important detail here is that it looks like one of the nights, um, the, the food was catered by Bella Italia. Thank you, Bella Italia. That's wonderful. Yeah, like that, that, that sounds pretty good. That menu looked, looked all right. Um, do you think it was just like you don't, you don't get to choose? They just brought a big vat of the uh, mushroom ravioli, <laughs> or do you think they brought something else too? <laughs> I don't know because so that one says it just it, the, the in the second column here it just says uh, that it's uh, it's included in the the VIT ticket, which I guess is like a tier, you know, of the tickets. What is a VIT? Um, very important of, Twilight. I think I think that's literally what it means. Is it is it very important Twihard? V- very important Twilighter, according to the website oh, here. Okay, uh, sure. Uh, let me wherever Twilight in Forks. Um, 
Yeah, very important Twilighter. That is that is what it is. <laughs> Tw- Twihard would have been better, I think. Yeah, that rolls yeah. off the tongue. Um, but it says that's included in the VIT ticket, but then there's other ones like the American Legion, Legion Chicken Dinner, where it says off the menu. Um, so I guess... Huh. <laughs> I... You know, I would have loved to have gone to this. Um, I, I, w- I would have loved to have seen Forever Twilight and Forks. I gotta say, I think I would skip the American Legion chicken dinner. Uh, uh-oh, though. Here's why we're not there. Mm. Uh, live podcast by Remember Twilight? Whoa, whoa, H- Hang whoa. on. Live podcast? Ah, That's not mm. us. That's not us. We could have been there. We could have... That could have been us. This is on me. This is this is so bad. This is on me. I could have I could have I could have sent some emails. I could have like looked at the calendar for once. I could have right. done <laughs> I fucked this up. I fucked this up so bad. We could have been there. We could have done a live podcast. And I then think gone it'd be a hit. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, I think we are a lot nicer to Twilight than many, many podcasts out there. Oh, for All sure. Things considered, I think I think it would be I think it would be okay. We know what it um, is. Um, escape to the beach. There's a lot of escapes to the beach. What are you escaping from? Maybe they, we'll like, learn in the later books someday. Mm, Crownlore, mm, or perhaps um, Renesmee's birthday luncheon. Ominous. Mm. Uh, and then a silent auction. Uh, Vampire Central at the Cullen House, aka Miller Tree Inn. Ooh, what's that? Are they Miller just de- are they just Inn. declaring themselves the Twilight, the Cullen House? Because it better Did have they one. Film? It better be one wall of windows. <laughs> one wall of. Uh, here is a link to the house itself. I gotta say, it does not really look like what I would imagine the Cullen House. Uh, uh, looking like. However, I'm just double checking. Is this where they? Okay, well, <laughs> I've gone to the about us section here. They mm-hmm. do have a Twilight tab. Okay. The, the Miller Tree Inn has been designated the Cullen House in Forks. So far, so good. Though it looks nothing like the movie version. Our inn closely matches Stephanie Meyer's description of the Cullen family home. Okay. Um, Hold on. Where is your wall of windows? Yeah, that's like uh, uh, citation needed. Um, I see that it does look like a turn of the century home, sort of from one angle. But where is the wall? Where are the pictures? I'm gonna need to see the pictures. Wait, there's a there's another section here. A brief history of how the Miller Tree Inn became the Cullen House. Interesting. So they have an excerpt from Twilight. The deep porch that wrapped around the first story. I don't know what I had expected, but it definitely wasn't this. The house was timeless, graceful, and probably 100 years old. It was painted a soft faded white, three stories tall, rectangular, and well proportioned. The windows and doors were either part of the original structure or a perfect restoration. Okay, so I remember that bit. Um, but that is that is leaving out a crucial detail. They are um, they are missing missing the important details and and focusing on the fact that the house was rectangular. That part doesn't matter. <laughs> that part doesn't matter. That is a fairly common shape for a house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Just after the book Twilight was released, we started noticing a small trickle of guests talking about a book they had read and asking us where the high school and hospital were located. Soon, we started noticing uh, groups of mostly young girls having their pictures taken in front of the Forks High School and Forks Outfitters signs. 
Then the Chamber of Commerce Director and Visitor Center Manager told the Chamber Board that they needed to develop a Twilight map because there were so many people coming in and asking where different things were. Finally, in about 2008, the Chamber Board asked the Director and Manager to come up with a Twilight... This is a gripping story. <laughs> Utilizing the logging van tour. When they put the tour together, they needed a house for the Cullen family. Since ours matched the book description, we became the Cullen House. If you want more information about visiting Twilight movies as in Oregon, visit experiencetwilight.com. Okay, so so they became the Twilight House because they showed up to the to the meeting. They went to the they went to the the council meeting. I don't want to call them out, but I don't know how committed they are if they're not uh, renovating to match the Colon House a little bit more. Where is the wall of glass? I'm just looking. I'm I'm going to see about us rooms and rates. El wait, Ella's suite. Let me look at the suite. Is there all glass here? Nope. Uh, Cedar Creek room. All glass? Nope. Sunset room? <laughs> all glass? Absolutely not. Weather vane room? Where's the server room where they do all of their crimes? <laughs> all their crimes? <laughs> Is there the detached garage with all the sports cars in it, too? I'm just, I'm just not bought into this, this fantasy. This is just a house. This is just a normal house. I'm there, you know, lovely house. Uh, they've got, wait, they've got like a little toy castle in the yard. That's definitely not in the books. No. Um, and, uh, well, you know, we could, I, whatever Vampire Central is at the, at the Cullen house, AKA Miller Tree Inn. I'm sure, I'm sure that's fun. I'm sure it's fun. But but I need I need the wall of glass to be truly immersed. I want to see yeah. them playing uh, eight games of chess at once. I want to play. I want to see vampire chess. You're just being nice so that we get invited to be the podcast of next year's I, event. I we gotta go next year. I, wow, we I I fucked up so bad not knowing that this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> the live streetcast at the at Forever Twilight. That's right. Oh my god, they- wait, the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2 Red Carpet Premiere Gala? They're doing that, like, they're just, like, doing a pretend premiere for one of the movies? Is that what this is? That's I think, awesome. I think it's, like, the- I think it's, like, the anniversary of that movie coming out, right? Oh, is it? Breaking Dawn Part 2. Let me take a look. Uh, oh my god, you are- you are 100% correct. That came out in 2012. Yeah, it will be the 10-year anniversary. 10 years of Breaking Dawn Part 2. That's the... I All I know about the Breaking Dawn stories is that in the movies, there's, like, an insane... They, like, invented just, like, a whole new twist because the books is really boring. Like, like they... Yeah, they, like, so, invented a decapitation. Yeah, they're... <laughs> <laughs> They invented, like, a Lord of the Rings battle, right? Like, they all run at each other on a they big did, lake. They did, but it's not even real. They have to be like, it was a dream. Because they right. can't, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that being very controversial at the time. And now we can reflect on it ten years later. Uh, oh my, I just noticed here that, so, you see that uh, on on this, this spreadsheet with the, um, uh, with all the, 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 the events on it. You see how it's like mm. broken up by day here. Yeah, yeah. So we have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, September 11th. Happy <gasps> birthday, Renesme. <laughs> Wait. Wait, really? Is that true? Is that real? <laughs> Is that real? Is <laughs> that Renesme's birthday? Renesme's birthday. September 11th. 
<laughs> That's gotta suck for her. Oh no. Does that come up in the books? I'm so sad we're not recording yesterday. Uh. Yesterday, September 11th. <laughs> September 11th. Um, <laughs> also, I'm just looking at the wiki here where it says that's her birthday, and I've noticed that her special abilities are tactile thought projection and shield penetration. I love Twilight. Why I would love she Twilight. do this? I love Twilight so much. <laughs> Why is her birthday September 11th? Why is Stephanie? her birthday 9-11? Why? I'm going to Google it. Has, I got to Google this. Why... Why is Renez May's birthday 9-11? Has, <laughs> has Stephanie Meyer said that? Okay, so the, the top result, uh, I just find out what her birthday is. September 11th. Stephanie really made her birthday 9-11. Like, what the fuck? Seems a little rude to me, but okay, lol. I just want to know why. <laughs> why? <laughs> Oh, wait, here's here's some lore for you. The subreddit is on this. Yeah, uh, I bet. Very, very, in, uh, 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 very interesting. There's one post here. Okay, I don't think it's rude or anything for Renesmee's birthday to be 9-11, but it's a really entertaining <laughs> decision from Stephanie Meyer. It's a date that has huge national significance. No shit. Um, at the time she was writing these books, it's not a date she would have chosen at random. I knew a guy in the 2000s whose birthday was 9-11, and literally everyone's response was either, oh man, that sucks, or literally they'd laugh because it just felt like such a bad day to have a birthday celebration. So she couldn't have just chosen that day on accident. It was a creative decision. So that begs the question, why? Why on earth i honestly feel like she truly believes she was doing her little nationalist part to bring a little bit of joy back to that date <laughs> laughing emoji which is so funny because it's renesme the most controversial part of the entire series um but here's the little lore for you here mm -hmm. uh and and i, I want to know if you if you agree with this okay it actually has a lot to do with my chemical romance <laughs> The band was created because of 9-11's impact on Gerald... Okay, it's Gerard Way. <laughs> they wrote Gerald. Gerald? Okay. <laughs> it's impact on Gerald Way, and Stephanie Smyre was inspired by an MCR song to write Twilight. Quite funny when you think about it. Is Renesmee's birthday an homage to My Chemical Romance? Romance. <laughs> because they've written about 9-11 <laughs> in songs. Is that... <laughs> Uh, someone responds, this isn't actually true. Stephanie uh, Meyer had a dream, which ended up being the meadow scene. This is the lore we know. Uh, and when she woke up, she wrote down as much as she could. Then she built the rest of the book from that dream slash scene. The only connection MCR has with Twilight is that a couple of their songs were alternates on the Eclipse playlist she created. Okay. What does I, that have I, to do with Renesmee's birthday being 9-11? <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we we are no closer. This. We are no closer to discovering the truth. That is a net zero post. I'm sorry. Wait, there's there's a whole bunch of posts in here. I saw someone say that Smire got the idea for Twilight after listening to a song from Mike and Romich, which formed in the aftermath of 9/11. Maybe I'm reaching here, but she tried to tie it back to that. I no, don't you're think actually so. Not. 
Gerald Way was actually another <laughs> post. Gerald Way was actually inspired by 9/11 to start MCR, and Smire was inspired by an MCR song to write Twilight. And then the other person who responded before came back and says, "Copied my comment from above." This actually isn't true. And then they just posted their post again, but added a smiley face on the end. So. Ah. I still don't know, but wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Huh. I guess that's a mystery for the ages. Maybe one day Stephanie Meyer will let us know why Renesmee's birthday is 9-11. September but, 11th. Uh, Happy birthday, Renesmee. Right here on the itinerary. <laughs> Renesmee's birthday cake. 9-11. Forks, Washington. Free. I would, have, I would have given anything to have been there for that celebration. I would love, I want to see them cut the cake. I want to know if any, like, what do you think the mood is like? Does everyone, is everyone like just ignoring it? Do you think that there's just like this awkward, like, yeah, it's kind of weird. We're doing like a funny haha thing on 9-11 with this cake. Like what? Oh, I want to know so bad. Just we imagine gone. Shriekcast live show 9-11. Happy birthday, Renesmee. Happy birthday, Renesmee. We're, we, we walk out onto the stage and we say, happy 9-11, everybody. And then we immediately <laughs> oh, get kicked out. Booed off our the podcast stage. Is, our podcast is five seconds long. Our first live show at uh, <laughs> Forever Twilight and Forks. <laughs> That's so sad. (laughs) This is so sad. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Um, We should probably get to our reading for this week. What do you say? Yeah, sounds good. Oh, so we have kind of an interesting set of chapters this week. I'm not sure how how long this episode is going to be but we're going to we're going to do our damnedest to 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 you know pick these 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 short little scenes apart mine was a mere 5 pages and how how long was yours what was your um mine was a little bit longer because of all the anguish that edward goes of through course. but it's he's not, going through a lot of anguish uh, he's really going through it but mm-hmm. it isn't that much longer i would say probably like 15 pages and okay. we just have the exact same scene yeah yeah which is which is cuz i was like i was wondering if we were we or i should like maybe read two cuz mine was 5 pages but like the actual scene here is is pretty much just the same, the yeah. exact same yeah. thing happening. Um, do we want to go Midnight Sun first, then Twilight, or Twilight Sun, Twilight first, Midnight Sun second? I only said Twilight Sun. I think we do them at the same time. I think that you do your summary, I'll do mine, and then we'll hash Perfect. it out. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, okay. So here's my summary. Bella, barely conscious, hears the sound of action surrounding her. First, she hears some gnarly, crunchy violence, and then she hears Edward, her angel, in dismay as he examines her body. Bella hurts all over, but she starts becoming particularly distressed about a pain in her hand. She describes it as a burning heat spreading up her arm slowly. Carlisle's voice chimes in to diagnose the problem. She was bitten by James, and the venom is starting to flow up her arm veins. Edward has to suck the poison out of her. He seemingly does so successfully. As he sucks, Alice speaks up, and Bella tries to inform her about what James told her during his dramatic monologue, that he was the one who turned Alice. 
The vampires calm Bella down and start their plan to plan their next move. Edward picks Bella up and carries her out the door, telling her that she is safe and she can get some sleep. Um, I should make a note there is that she tries to tell Alice that, but I don't think she really succeeds in, in, in getting it across. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. I will, uh, do Midnight Suns real quick here. Um, Edward explodes into the room to see Bella lying in a pool of blood, uh, and the tracker is lunging at her. Um, Bella is raising her hand in a desperate attempt to shield herself from the tracker, and just in time, Edward does a rolling kick and kicks the tracker to Emmett and Jasper to rip into pieces entirely off screen. However, they oh, are shit. in the same room. Um, Carlisle tends to Bella. Her wounds are extensive, but Edward is able to read his mind and find out that Carlisle is mostly like pretty optimistic about her outlook. Um, however, Bella reveals um, horrifyingly that she has been, her hand really hurts and it is because she has been bitten when she tried to shield herself from from James. Um, Edward is really gets in his feelings about this. Um, he's anguished. He's roaring. He's snarling. He's very upset. Um, and he's also sort of going through his options. Alice in this moment tries to convince Edward that this is the time Edward has to turn her. or She's going to die. Edward is reading Alice's mind at the same time and sees a future that he wasn't even cognizant of himself where he like mercy kills Bella instead of turning her into a vampire and just letting her die. Mm. Um, but then he reads Carlisle's mind and Carlisle has an image of a rattlesnake in his head. And Edward realizes that he's going to have to suck the venom out of Bella. Um, he hopes he's going to have the self-control um, and when he sucks her blood, um, the experience is, um, very euphoric and exciting. Um, he thinks that he's not going to have any control, um, uh, but Bella says, uh, his name and her complete trust in him is what he needs to, uh, stop biting her. Um, Bella is, or not biting her, sucking the venom out of her, out of her hand. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Bella is awake. Carlisle asks her, is like, hey, is your mom okay? She's like, yeah. She kind of explains the thing with the videotape. Um, Bella then tries to tell Alice about um, about James. Alice goes and grabs a, a videotape, I guess, that's going to explain everything. But she thinks in her head, like, oh, we'll have we will have to deal with this later. Um, so they don't deal with it in that moment. And Edward uh, carries Bella away to safety. And that's the end of Midnight Sun, the chapter. I, I'm, I'm glad that you you t touched on Edward making a bunch of snarling sounds, <laughs> um, because the first sentence of my book is Bella hearing uh, a, the happiest sound her mind could conjure, as beautiful, as uplifting as it was ghastly. It was another snarl, a deeper, wilder roar that rang with fury. So she's really happy to hear his his snarl. She's into it. She's into it. One thing that that we're gonna have to put a, a a a large pin in here, but but a shocking revelation from your summary that was not mentioned in mine, um, it's that Edward lets Emmett and Jasper deal with James. Uh yeah, you know. That, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's in so much anguish and he has to run to Bella's side. And so, Ooh. you know, he does like a little bit of a rolling kick as, mm. as if the tracker were a soccer ball over to Jasper and Emmett <laughs> to deal with on their own. 
So Emmett and Jasper are like not once mentioned in my chapter. Really? I'm I, I'm 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 just like flipping through really quick to see if I miss them because she she hears. I mean, to be fair, Bella is is like fairly out of it in this whole chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, she's sort of like drifting in and out of like like hearing what's going on in a sort of like like flowery dream state. Yeah. Um, but she only hears Alice, Carlisle, and Edward. No, not one mention of ja- uh, of Jasper or Emmett. And I, 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 I guess maybe it'll be easier to gauge once I get to the next chapter. But that feels like a new. That feels like a a, a new development, new lore, a little retcon, perhaps that they were also there and that Edward did not do epic epic murder too <laughs> i think to- that i think that she chickened out of writing edward ripping someone to pieces on screen y- yeah that definitely feels that's pretty weird violent, right because they have to literally like rips him into little pieces yeah um, to make sure he doesn't regenerate or whatever yeah. right like they got it yeah yeah because we, we we they they mentioned that earlier on in in the book like that's the only way to kill him but no not a single mention i okay i just skimmed this whole chapter not a single mention of of jasper and emmett in my book Hmm. um so that yeah well i think i think this this will merit a deeper boyfriend points discussion perhaps but uh emmett's getting some more boyfriend points emmett and jasper kind of uh uh uh, doing the work this chapter yeah Um, this this was a weird one for me because I um I was sort of reading it going like wow I bet the Midnight Sun version of this will kick ass you know mm-hmm. like this this out of every chapter that we've we've done so far I think this is the one that I have read and 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 most strongly gone I I I will have to reserve judgment on this until I hear the Midnight Sun version which is like. I, I don't think that, you know, that that's not, like, the best place to be in for me to, like, like critically appraise it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it it's it's such a vague chapter. It's so short. It's very, uh, like, like, like it, we, we've kind of, like, graduated from noir Bella to, like, purple prose Bella describing um, <laughs> the pearly gates. <laughs> and and oh, no. so on in this, she's she's really uh, 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 getting a little cheesy as she's bleeding out here, um, and uh, like we, she only hears the action that's happening. And I was sort of like, okay, this is this is a this is five pages, but but I am sure that whatever Edward is doing is probably pretty cool because because Bella hears a a, a nat, like a, a violent crunch. Uh, a vicious bass growling, uh, a shocking snapping sound. So, like you know, sounds like something kind of kind of crazy is happening over there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did not realize that it would also be over there in your book as well. You know, it is. It is over there, <laughs> but in the same room. But we we will not perceive it. We will not perceive it. That is disappointing. It is. This is the first chapter that feels like it was written with, um, and I don't think it wasn't right, but like if, 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 if Twilight was presented to you as like, you know, Pokemon blue and red, right? Where it's like, there's two different <laughs> versions that you have to read to get the full story. This is the chapter that feels most like it is 
ripe for that sort of companion chapter, if that makes any sense, because Bella is completely out of it. Right, yeah. And it's very funny to hear that it's basically the same, like, <laughs> on your end. Yeah, I mean, this is like the, like, my most lowbrow way of, like, engaging with this, but I would mm-hmm. say that, like, most of this chapter, other than Edward's, like, anguish, is, like, is, like, a sex scene because mm. of him drinking her blood. Okay. Um, and that's just sort of the cadence that it has, right? But it's, mm. like, literally the trope of, like, I have to have sex with you or you'll die. <laughs> That's interesting, though. That so that that's something because that is not the vibe I get here at all. Mm, um, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, the the description of of the of of the of the sucking, um, as it were, uh, it really is just like like just 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 laser focused on the fact that she has this burning pain in her arm that is spreading, and then he he slurps. And, uh, he, then the, uh, uh, the, 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 the burning pain is gone. That's, that's kind of it. There's no, there's a lot of like, you know, she, she talks about his angelic voice. She says she, she can sort of see his perfect face, et cetera, et cetera. But there's no, the, the, the the vibe is very much not metaphor for sex here. That's kind Mm. of interesting. Yeah. Yours has that. I mean, this is, this is pure ecstasy for Edward, right? This is, this is better than sex. I mean, in that way, it's like sort of the abstinence metaphor a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, but this is, this is their moment, right? He, he is indulging, but he's also falling out. It, it, it's so funny to reframe the scene that way in Midnight Sun because I think I think the thing that keeps it from feeling that way in Twilight, uh, uh, aside from the fact that it, it it the experience of of having the poison sucked out is so uh, uh, focused on uh, uh, just just like her her feeling relief from this this pain that she was feeling um, is that the the presence of Alice and Carlisle in this scene is like constant. Mm-hmm. Like before, before Edward uh, 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 sucks the poison out, like Alice is bracing her leg and speaking to her. Carlisle is holding her head and tending to a wound there. So like the only way that it could feel like a sex scene in my book is if it was an incredibly voyeuristic one. Right. And that is absolutely not the vibe this book has, right? Like, right. like I, I, I think, I think that this book f- gets embarrassed when it when it ch- toes the line of like writing, you know, missionary with the lights off. Um, I, I don't think it would <laughs> intentionally allude to any sort of like voyeuristic multi-person sex scene. Uh, but even metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm curious. What's your opinion? I'll read a little bit of it for you. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. only a trickle of blood. The venom had already begun healing the wound. Just a few drops to start with. Barely enough to wet my tongue. It hit me like an explosion. A bomb detonating inside my body and mind. The first time I'd caught Bella's scent, I thought I'd be undone. This was a paper cut. That was a paper cut. This was a decapitation. My brain was severed from my body, but it wasn't pain. Bella's blood was the opposite. 
of pain. <laughs> it erased every burn I'd ever <laughs> suffered. And it was so much more than just the absence of pain. It was satisfaction. It was bliss. I felt suffused with a strange kind of joy, a joy of the body alone. I was healed mm. and alive, every nerve ending thrumming with contentment. And this goes on and on. Yeah, this is an annoying guy describing nutting. Yeah, this, yeah this right? Is- it goes on for a long time. <laughs> this is this is someone's awful Facebook poetry, right? Right, this right. Is... And, and it's it's funny because it goes on like this, and I'm just like, okay, this is a sex scene, right? Um, and then you know, they I think Al he's like, I have to stop, and then Alice is like, hey, you've got to stop, and then like Bella cuts in and is like, Edward, I trust you, or whatever, and he's like, okay, I can pull out now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that that is a hundred percent. That that's so funny. The the scene, the 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 bit you read me there before you just said, and and it goes on. Like I think that's longer than what I have for the description of it. Like mm. what I what I have is so the 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 like most emotional part of this is him deciding to do it at all. Like, that's sort of like the emotional climax of this, no no pun intended. Mm -hmm. Uh, Edward's face was drawn. I watched his eyes as the doubt was suddenly replaced with blazing determination. His jaw tightened. I felt his cool, strong fingers on my burning hand lock it in place, then his head bent over and his cold lips pressed against my skin. So, like, there's sort of like a kiss sensation there. Right. But then the rest of it is like... Uh, at first, the pain was worse. Okay, so, um, hmm, maybe this is a little... uh, (laughs) Uh, I screamed and thrashed against the cool hands that held me back. I heard Alice's voice. See, and then it gets back into being a little more, more grounded in like the, the, the place they're in. Right. Uh, I heard Alice's voice trying to calm me. Something heavy held my legs to the floor and Carlisle held my head locked in the vice of his stone arms. Then my writhing calmed as my hand grew more and more numb. The fire was dulling, focusing into an ever smaller point. That's it. Uh, right here at the end, um, he's like going to, he's worried about killing her. The bliss, the physical joy dimmed. The taste of venom was strong. It was still too soon. I will show you when Alice promised, but I felt myself careening past the place where I could stop. I was losing myself. I was going to kill her. My body thrilling with joy the entire time. Yeah. You, you're even getting extra dialogue there. Uh, That's in her head. Oh, right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mind powers. Got it. Mm -hmm. That. Yeah. So your my my (laughs) I guess there's like I guess there's a little bit in mind where you could kind of read that into it. But like the minute it, it even approaches that imagery in the description, it like kind of jolts us back to real life with with Alice and Carlisle like. You know, like holding her leg in a splint and holding her head, right? Like it, it, it very, it does not let you indulge in that like I- imaginative experience, I guess. Um, hmm. If that's intent, if the if the at first it hurt, but then it felt good. Thing was uh, was intended to be a a like sex reference. It it, it was so embarrassed that it it, uh, it it pivoted immediately away in mine. Yeah, well, I'm glad that she's gotten less embarrassed over the years, I suppose, because this is like, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've yeah. sort of complained about um, Midnight Sun being like unable to see Bella as the object of desire. And to mm-hmm. be clear, I don't even think it does a, like does that here, right? Because it's not focused on her at all. It is focused on her blood. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like, this is the horniest chapter 
that I've yeah. had in this book. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds like it just keeps going. I mean, there th- th- that first segment you read where it's like, oh, it's like a bomb was going off in my in my body. Oh, my brain was set. <laughs> it's just that's like there's just like ten different descriptions. Like again, ten different ways annoying people have described nutting uh, in that book. Yeah, that's about that. I think that's where my word count comes in because I think that this would be like uh, like five pages if it weren't for this. Uh, can we, this poetry can we, can we run through all the i want to uh, let, let um i'm looking for do i have like a bell or something oh, i'm just gonna say ding like just read read this whole thing and I'll, i'm just gonna say ding at all the all the nuts i guess this is where i left left off as i pulled from the wound it reversed the effects of my venom the blood started to flow steadily coating my tongue my throat the sharp icy taste of the venom was a weak counterpoint it did nothing to interfere with the power of her blood rapture Elation. <laughs> my body knew well that there was more to be had close Ding. at hand. More, my body hummed, more. Ding. But my body couldn't move. I'd forced it motionless and I kept it so. I could hardly think to know why, but I refused to release my hold. Ding. I had to think. I had to stop feeling and think. There was something outside the bliss. Pain. There was pain that the pleasure couldn't reach. Ding. Pain that was both outside and inside my mind. Ding. The pain was high pitched and dissonant. It swelled to a crescendo. <laughs> Bella, ding, Bella ding, was super screaming. Ding. Oh, why? Sounds like she had a ding there. Yeah, yeah. And again, on and on. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, I mean. I, kudos, I guess, for for returning to this chapter ten years later and 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 uh, spicing it up a little bit. But it, it's funny in comparison how how tepid mine is. Yeah, my, sorry my, about it. My my chapter <laughs> is like like, it, like nothing wrong with a short chapter, obviously. But like it, I, I I don't really have much to hold on to in mine in terms of like discussion because it it is so uh, outside of like the logistics of like oh i guess alice edward and carlisle are here and also alice and, or uh, also jasper and emmett who were not named um uh i i i i kind of just have a like a one action scene here they see that she has poison in her they say edward you gotta suck that out he says no and then bella says yes please and he says okay i will and he does it and that's it like yeah it's very perfunctory i mean i don't think that she ever conceived this as sexual Mm. obviously that even in your book i mean i think that it was probably this is obviously complete speculation on my mm-hmm. part, but I think this is probably a literal like, oh, what would a vampire feel like drinking blood that that he likes or whatever. But there's mm-hmm. so much stuff that indicates to me that this was just like not thought through explicitly as having that theming. Like I like I would say like at the end here, like, you know, Alice is like, OK, you have to stop. And and Bella's like you know, has trust in him. And so he stops and immediately um, right after he says, where is your mother? Uh, Asking her. So I'm just like, I don't know. I think this is just an accident sort of. I I guess it's really easy to do. There's so much in Twilight that's like vampire 
tropes with all of the like the like context sanded off mm-hmm. right um and i think i i think it's plausible that this might be a similar situation and that like this is how like vampiric euphoria or whatever is described in like a lot of fiction right but most in most of that fiction the uh connection to like sexuality and like deviance or whatever is like the point right like that's that's the entire metaphor it's operating on and twilight has done so much work to like sever itself from that perception like Mm -hmm. not even just like through like choices uh 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 Stephanie Meyer has made in, in tweaking the lore for her own purposes and coming up with her, her new vampire like ideas, but like explicitly in the text, like, like every, there's, there are multiple scenes where Bella is like asking Edward about vampire lore and they're going, no, no, that's all fake. Right. Like right. It, 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 it's happening in the book. So yeah, I, it's difficult to know whether this is, um, this is, this scene is like, Stephanie Meyer finally indulging in like a vampire feasting sex scene metaphor, or if it's like a, a scene where Stephanie Meyer had a bit more confidence because she was like, "Well, I have I have removed all of the things that would make this seem sexual, you know, so I can do this right. Th- this is my purely non-sexual sucking scene, right? Yeah, it's very sexual. It's very it's very sexual." Uh, and, 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 and not at all in mine, I feel maybe, maybe a smidge, maybe a little, but like, certainly not enough for me to, um, like raise an eyebrow reading any of this. The, the, the bulk of the descriptive language in my chapter is, is Bella sort of describing what it's being like, being like on the threshold of, of, of death, right? Like she's. She's talking about drifting through dark water. She's she's talking about heaven calling her name, and 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 she keeps call, uh, calling Edward an angel, and and uh, and and so on. And uh, uh, all all of the figurative language is very much to do with this sort of like um, religious imagery and like afterlife imagery, and like sort of like being in limbo. Uh, and and when it comes to like. <laughs> Edward sucking on her and uh and, and so on. It's it's pretty strictly physical description. Uh and and um strictly just fo- focused on like having this pain, the venom inside her and, and 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 removing that and being happy once that's gone and and not really does it, do, it there's at no point does it feel like anywhere near as like nutting related to yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean mine's got some weird stuff though too, right? Cuz it's like mm-hmm. um it is very much so that he doesn't want to and even goes so far as to think about killing her uh to avoid like turning her into a vampire or whatever. Um yeah. and and it it feels like it kind of is having its cake and eating it too by giving this like very horny uh vampire feasting sex scene but then at mm-hmm. the end being like abstaining by moving <laughs> moving it into like well I I want to like finish feasting but I won't right <laughs> It's really funny that this chapter, like the way that especially Midnight Sun positions the like moral conundrum 
Edward is in. It's the it's just like a serious dramatic version of the uh, I'm a little flower. I'm gonna die unless you pee on me. <laughs> comic. It is. It's Edward refusing to pee on the flower, and and Carlisle and Alice going, oh, and just let her die. Like, this, is, <laughs> this, this is the entire five pages in my book. Yeah, yeah. It super is that though. <laughs> Do do Jasper and Emmett say, I mean, like like telepathically say anything? Are they more involved or are they literally just like away? No, are they, I, are they... I honest to God think that she was scared to write like a really violent, like a violent scene here. That wow. I mean, again, speculation on my part, but mm-hmm. it is just like completely there's one line here um, uh, at the end because he's running in, you know, flies into the tracker mid lunge, throwing him away from throwing him away from his target, smashing him into the floor with enough force to crater the wooden planks. I rolled, pulling him over me, and then kicked him to the center of the room where Emmett was waiting. Um, and then he says, like, as she, he's going as he's going to Bella, he thinks, I knew that at some point in the near future, I would be jealous of Emmett and Jasper. I would wish for the chance to claw and slash and sever, but that was all meaningless now. He should have, he should have, gotten a little suck on James because it seems like him being like extra thirsty makes this sucking the poison out thing much harder for him right I would think so yeah do we know in Twilight if vampires can like suck each other's blood oh you know what that's actually a good question I don't I don't know I don't know if that's ever come up in in my book or or in Midnight Sun so far that I remember Uh, I'm gonna look that up that's a uh, let's see, is anyone... Wait, I got it. Vampires are capable of feeding on the blood of other vampires for sustenance, as demonstrated by Mikhail and Mohinder. Okay. Oh, well, nope, pro- that's Vampire Diaries, excuse me. <laughs> it just literally, I googled, can Twilight vampires suck each other's blood, and it gave me the Vampire Diaries wiki. <laughs> Oh, I'm also in a similar country. I'm looking for this, and the first result is just a Quora question, but it's people arguing about can real, like, could vampires drink <laughs> each other's blood? Like, they're real? <laughs> I can't find anything about this, I actually. can't even find the question being asked. Yeah, this is interesting. I... Every day I get closer to, like, seeing if if there's, like, an email that I can actually contact Stephanie Meyer at and say, number one, did you see, did you see the BTS thing? Number right. two, can vampires drink each other's blood? What happens there? I guess yeah. they've got venom. Hmm. Instead of blood. Instead of blood. So no. But, so no. But however, uh, what if a vampire, if a vampire has, has recently sucked... And has blood because like because they get the blood in their veins right once they suck, I think. Uh, do they? I think that's how, I believe that's how it works in Twilight. Yeah. Um, then where does their venom go? I th- I think it it mixes with the blood and then could they could they and then, then there's too much liquid in their veins. Yeah. I'm, this yeah, is why I, you got it. This is why it's got to be magic instead of science. Yeah. Yeah. The scientific vampires are are confusing. But that so actually that that's really funny though to think about how uh, Stephanie Meyer didn't want to write like a super violent bloody gory scene there. Mm-hmm. But like I mean, it sounds like there wouldn't have been any blood. It would have been it would have been venom. It could have been like green or something cool, you know? Like 
Yeah, I want to like, see that. It's like Halo. It's like it's like Halo. So it's like it's fine if kids play it because <laughs> the fine. blood is green or blue or whatever it is. <laughs> if if Emmett and Jasper keep meleeing James on the ground with the plasma rifle, there'll be enough blood that the frame rate starts going way down, and then uh-huh. you can like sort of like have someone hang back and look at it to make it seem like the first person is in slow motion. Uh, <laughs> Completely not insane things that I did with my friends playing mm-hmm. Halo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I guess I guess the answer is that they don't have blood generally, but but maybe they could maybe they could I don't know suck suck the venom. I, I, I guess I guess maybe they don't like the venom. You know, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, when Edward is sucking the venom out of Bella, he's mostly like, uh, this venom is this venom is not good, but Bella's blood is so good that i don't care about it that's really funny because it, that that's another note that seems very crucial to your chapter and edward's character and also like the the the, the thing that makes it feel very sexual um in my book edward only says one thing about how her blood tastes and it's like kind of dismissive like wow that's um, fucked up edward Carlisle asks, is it all out? And uh, Edward just says, uh, her blood tastes clean. I can still taste the morphine. Yeah. That, that's it. He just says it tastes clean. He's not like, oh, dude, it tastes so good. I just I just nutted. And, and <laughs> like, really? Really? Two different chapters here. Um I, I I guess I guess this isn't an interesting spot to compare these two chapters because it's like th- we've had different um like different arcs that these characters are going on between the two chapters even when they're in the same scenes right mm-hmm. so like a scene that'll be like really emotional for Bella might not have been for Edward or vice versa whereas this is it sounds like the way that 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 midnight sun has sort of like re-engineered this scene is that this is like the emotional climax for both characters right and i think that that is maybe where it starts kind of buckling under its own weight because it this is a clearly the um the like uh uh uh, emotional apex for bella right like she this, this is her being um uh, uh she's she nearly dies i mean the, the the imagery here is that she's underwater and is then scooped back up right like this is this is like rebirth this is baptism stuff right. this is classic imagery um for edward in my chapter he's obviously very distraught but once once bella seems to be okay he kind of calms down and is back to normal and is sort of business as usual um in fact, that's like one of the things that makes him seem very attractive to Bella in this chapter is that that she feels relief when he starts like laughing and he tells her a little sarcastic joke like he normally does here. Mm-hmm. Um, in your chapter, it just sounds like complete like Edward at a completely different like place in his life in yours. Yeah, he just lost his virginity. <laughs> I mean that's kind of the vibe, right? Yeah, totally. Um I mean even there, it? right? Like so I mean this is where it sort of falls back on the Midnight Sun classic because um they have this 
scene and then edward has to go back to being the like cool disaffected guy from twilight and even then it's like they you know uh yes she breathed a little clearer now thank you edward um i love you she sighed eyes still closed i know um the chuckle that bubbled up from my chest surprised me like he takes he can't be that disaffected person it's like literally it is so disconnected from him he is laughing as if it is outside of himself. But then it's like, I had her blood on my tongue. It was probably tinting the edges of my irises red even now. It was drying into my clothes and dying my skin, but she could still make me laugh. Like, that's a, wow. that's a, that's a, that's pillow talk right there. Yeah, that, I, I'm bummed. I, like, th- th- like, as funny as this stuff is uh, uh, in your chapter, I will say it is it is nice to see Edward in a moment of vulnerability and and in like in a moment of change. Mm-hmm. Um, like th- it feels like your scene has sort of a beginning, a middle, and end. Yeah, um, for his character. Um, but in in it, it, it's 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 one that is is sort of at the expense of my scene, I guess. Because I think my scene works because he, despite being very distraught at the beginning in an honestly kind of like funny way, um, he 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 collects himself and he's like back to cool guy mode in mine. Like he is the, he he's like, he he's doing the James Bond thing we're always talking about yeah. in mine, right? Like he, he you know he he solved the problem and now he's now he's good, right? Um. And it's it, it's difficult to square the two, and it really does just it, it feels like two stories uh, now, um, and I, I I think that that's too bad because I I love the I I love multiple POV stories, and I love seeing the same events from multiple characters POVs, but like I don't feel like I've learned anything new about the story hearing Midnight Sun's version of these events, I feel like I've just heard a second draft, if right. that makes sense. It's just that it's a different idea entirely. It's a completely different idea. There is no... Uh, there, Ed, Edward is not struggling to pull out in mine. Um, the, the, it, it is... He is... It, it's go time. He is He's doing the thing he was born to do. He's saving Bella. No questions. No, no must, no fuss. Right? Mm-hmm. Um... Very different on your end. Uh, if I mean, like it's 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 weird. It feels like watching a remake of a movie with a slightly different interpretation, right? Yeah. But it's the same author. It's weird. Hmm. I mean, there's some stuff in Midnight Sun that is like makes the scene very weird because it is retrofitted onto Twilight. Like you're right. It is a little, it comes across as a little voyeuristic because you're right. Like Alice and Carlisle are there the whole time. They're just there. I think that while, while Edward is sucking the venom out, Carlisle, it mentions that Carlisle is literally stitching up her head. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That stuff is real weird. Alice is holding her legs. Cause, cause her legs are owie mode too. 
Yeah, well, also, um, there's, I don't know if this is clear in original Twilight, but Alice has to bring um, Carlisle his, like, doctor bag, um, and she has a really hard time with that because she has, like, pretty good self-control, but as soon as there's a, like, pool of blood, she's, like, struggling with that, and she has to hold her breath to run over to give him oh, the so doctor like bag. Alice, and then Alice is getting horny she's too. She's getting horny too. She has to like run outside to get some fresh air for like a beat there. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> she has to go powder her nose. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so no, there's... all you Alice Bella shippers out there, there's some stuff in Midnight Sun. Definitely. That's really funny. I will say if if you want if you want to really really nitpick this uh, the twilight chapter for anything anything sexual the word moaned come up comes up exactly <laughs> once in mine okay. um I heard Edward catch his breath in horror Edward you have to do it it was Alice's voice close to my head cool fingers brushed at the wetness in my eyes no he bellowed Alice I moaned <laughs> Maybe some more accidentally sexual stuff in mind, but yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my god, um, I, I'm annoyed James went out like this. I think the tracker, the tracker. He's not the, the fighter, you know. I that's true. I guess he. I guess he's just the tracker. But like I I I enjoyed his like little monologue about oh I picked this room because it would be so dramatic last chapter right I I was sort of hoping for like a, a showdown I, having him sort of done in off page in both versions of the book I don't know it's a little disappointing I mean I mean he. He was sort of a nothing villain, but I I wouldn't turn down more opportunities to have him build some sort of personality in the book, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, here's here's an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Twilight had a real struggle uh, with the fact that the antagonist shows up in the last thirty um, percent. Is that even is that generous? Like that's gen that's very generous. That's generous. Yeah. The last thirty percent, um, but. Uh, who he comes with, uh, Victoria, I think her name is. Her special power is self-preservation. So what if she helped him escape? Ooh. Live to fight another day, maybe flesh him out in another book. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's too late that... for Twilight, but there's going to be three more, so. <laughs> yeah, it just, the the magnitude with, like like, the imagery in this scene is so... I mean, like I said, it's like it's 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 baptismal, right? Like, and mm. and Bella is is speaking about angels and and light and darkness. It, it, this is such a monumental scene, um, uh, to the point that you would think that like this character James was like, you know, the devil or something, but he really wasn't built up to be that sort of representational character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and. And to have that culminate in him just be like, okay, problem solved. We we were tearing him apart just just out of frame. Is um, <laughs> Emmett and Jasper were? Yeah, Emmett. Not even Edward. Yeah, like <laughs> like her her Bella describing Edward as her angel, or like avenging angel, right? Which I think she 
we so interesting one of my favorite weird descriptions early in the book i don't know if you remember this is when she says that uh, edward looks like an avenging angel or the avenging angel right yeah yeah that's like in chap that's like very early in the book and so like that's something that does come full circle here um but I, I, it's so funny to, to think about him in those terms and to think about the imagery that is being used here and to think about the, the reality of what's actually happening, which is this character who is kind of a total nobody is getting shredded to pieces by <laughs> the avenging angels buddies, <laughs> like not even him, right? Like, it's just a little anticlimactic if you, if you buy into the, the book itself and the imagery it's presenting you with. It is. I mean, even from Midnight Sun's perspective, I was sort of bummed out from uh, all of that happening just just off page, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got to have some sort of like dramatic showdown between the villain and the the hero, right? Like I in in this sort of like genre scene, genre like 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 this is a classic action scene. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not using this as like a as as like a criticism, but this is like the damsel in distress scene, right? It's like if if the evil wizard has the princess in the castle or the dragon or whatever, and then like the the cool knight comes in, and then I guess like his his dudes slay the dragon or whatever, and he just he's just like he's just like whining in the corner. That's that's boring. I want to see. I want to see him fight the fight the dragon. Right, he should have to fight through the dragon to get to the damsel. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Biffing doing damsel in distress, which is like you know, a a <laughs> an already like like storied and controversial and and like not super well loved trope these days. But like like not even doing that is like weird, right? Because this book is so classical. Or like, like Stephanie Meyer's interests are so classical, right? Like all all of the classic literature Bella's reading, and like this this the 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 the, the presentation of Edward as this as the as the like you know the knight in shining armor all through this book, and and him not getting that almost feels like there's a version of this that feels um like it would be a really fun like deconstruction almost of 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 that right like. Mm-hmm. Shabella sees him as this, as this like knight in shining armor, and he's just sort of a shitty guy, and 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 can't can't deliver in the critical moment. His boys have to do it for him, but like right. that's that's not what's going on here. It's just it's just I, I if you're going to do the classic thing, I want to see the classic thing. Yeah, it, I mean, the classic thing kind of works. Why do I have a crush on Emmett and not Edward at this point, right? <laughs> Both Emmett and Jasper have demonstrated much more uh, 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 boyfriendly swag recently than Edward has. Yeah, Edward. Edward really. He almost got there last week. He was. He. He. kind of. He kind of delivered during the car chase, but. 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 But not. Not fighting the bad guy directly is. 
I don't know. We're going to have it. It's going to be an interesting boyfriend points discussion this week. It is. It is. Um, do you have anything else in the book to cover in yours? I, I'm like out. My Mine is so short. Um, uh, if there's anything else in yours to discuss, please. Uh, no, no. Mine is mine is pretty short as well. Um, I guess I will say that um, the stuff about Alice and her like origin story yeah, and mine just feels like such a stupid afterthought. Like, I don't know why I should care about this at all. Does it have more weight in yours? No, no. I mean, like, I, I like almost forgot to to put it in my summary. It okay. is it like the the tracker gave Bella that information last week, last chapter. Mm hmm. And it was sort of like his big, his big, I've, I've been behind it all the whole time moment, except that like, that's Alice, Alice's like mysterious origins as like cool as they are on paper in like chapter three of Twilight, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're never used. Alice seems disinterested in it. Edward won't let Bella investigate it. Alice doesn't seem particularly perturbed by not knowing if that makes she seems to have made peace with it in, in Twilight. Yeah. Um and and so um <laughs> if anything, Bella just like shouting at her, like, oh, oh, by the way, that was the guy who turned like it's almost just sort of like, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for digging that old wound up uh for me. Thank you. Um but yeah, there's there's not much import in it. Um, okay. and, and Bella doesn't really even, I, I, I don't think it really even registers with them. Alice, the video, he knew you. Alice, he knew where you came from. I meant to speak urgently, but my voice was feeble. That's it. Uh, no response. Alice doesn't say like, wait, what? Or, 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 you know, nobody, nobody like presses her for more information. She just uh, moves on to the next next thing after okay that. i was curious if it felt like some sort of big mystery in twilight because it is just so afterthought in mine but mm -hmm. okay it, whatever it it um the purpose that i thought it served or her, her not knowing um was one to sort of establish her as like like maybe a different kind of vampire right like like this just pure has only ever known life as a vampire character right uh -huh. sure which, which which like explains a little bit of her like odd behavior right because she's very uh like xd you know in this in, yeah. in in twilight um and so it's like oh well that's because you know she's never not been a vampire she's never not had these powers so like her acting like this like fey creature makes sense for her right mm -hmm. i i thought that was kind of the extent of it and then in the hotel scenes um when bella asks her about the process of becoming a vampire i i like i i thought like oh she can't know all the detail like the reason that she doesn't remember who who turned her or how it happened is because it is so she has to be vague in this scene, right? Like Bella right. isn't asking the best source for this question. Mm -hmm. And so to see it continue, get kicked down the road another chapter and then be like, Oh, this guy is the one who turned her and then kicked down the road another chapter. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, and, and also uh, Bella tells Alice that, or is trying to, it's just, I, I now no longer understand 
why it's a going concern or what the point is. Um, so I, I, I guess there's there's a chance that maybe it will have been kicked down the road one more chapter next week, and I will learn what happens when Bella finally gets to talk to Alice when she's not delirious. But I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know why it's there. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, in mine, you know, she grows and grabs the camera to, like, find out more and then thinks in her set head, we'll deal with this later. We have a hundred things to do now to make sense of this nightmare. And I'm just (laughs) like, it's almost comical to me how much the story doesn't care about its own story here. Look, she's going into the town. She's picking up every side quest. Yeah. She'll do them when, you know, like throw on a podcast and finish all the side quests that you're not (laughs) super invested in, but you do want to get the 100% achievement, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's never, it's never felt like anything more than a a character detail to surface more interesting character details, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, oh, this is why she behaves this way. I I don't know why it still still matters in my book. Okay. Shall we get to it? Is it boyfriend points time? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, This, this is, this this is, I guess, us going to... (laughs) We've got two 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 things to discuss here, I guess. Uh-huh. Two, two major things, and then maybe we can squeeze some some extra points out of some some minor choices. Sure. But the headliners here are number one. He busts in and kicks uh, James to his buddies who <laughs> do the fighting for him. How are we feeling about this one? I mean, they don't really fight him. I think that they just like brutally dismember him <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, not not even much of a fight, I guess. No, just just, no. just letting but but letting letting those guys do it. Letting his henchmen do it instead of himself, right? Right. I think he could have taken the split second or whatever it would take to like rip his head off or something. That's what I would do if I was Stephanie Meyer, even if I didn't run away this like hyper violent scene. I mean, I guess decapitating someone's pretty hyper violent, but I'd probably go for like the killing blow. Right? Like, you have Edward go over, rip his head off, throw him to the boys to, like, dismember the rest of the way. You, you need, you need the one-liner. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's my stance on this. Is that you, I need Edward to, to look at James and say something badass and then kill him. You've been I, tracked. You, you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the tracker now? <laughs> He just like he's just been thinking this whole like the whole drive there on the freeway. He's been like trying to think of like a plane related own to <laughs> tractor plane, <laughs> smoking or non smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Wing, wings clipped. I don't, there's so many. You know, I'm 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 not the boyfriend in this situation. Edward's got to figure this out, but he's got to say something cool and cut his head off or something. Can't fly out of this one. <laughs> you have to you have to pay for an extra carry on. I don't see a runway anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's normal for me. <laughs> 
Oh my god. I I just I I <laughs> him him not doing it himself is so lame. I don't know if there's a really another way to describe it and it really is just like a gut feeling here. I'm not this is less a criticism of the story and more just a a, a disappointment putting myself in Bella's shoes here like like oh my 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 cool perfect vampire badass boyfriend is here what's he gonna do oh oh okay well thanks i guess right i mean that's what my friend points is for is for gut feelings right absolutely yes Um, yeah yeah here's my stance about it i don't think that he loses points for this but he doesn't get any which i think is actually a huge hit to him yeah this close to the end right this close to the end this was a place for him to gain back a lot of points yeah like, if there was, like, a cool fight or something that mm-hmm. he won, that's, like, that would be a huge swing. That could be potentially hundreds of points. And he yeah. just didn't take that opportunity, so that's just a zero, and I think that's, like, yeah. bad. Yeah, like, the whole the whole team set this, like, amazing layup for him, and he just didn't dunk. Right. He just passed it to someone else to, to, to dunk, right? Like, it's just, like, not... Not an exciting thing for him to do as 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 the cool badass vampire. Right. Um, uh, so I I think I think I agree. I think that's probably the like just just he he doesn't lose anything. It's not like oh you 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 didn't do anything and therefore that's that's bad. But it's like just a just a missed opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Like like not 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 seizing a, a really good good moment to get some points right um okay so so i'll just i'll i guess no notes there no not no no plus no minus just nothing yeah yeah um number two sucking his he's sucking the venom out oh he's going to town on bella's blood what's what what do we feel how do we feel about this one i mean this is what you want from a vampire boyfriend right Ooh, your blood tastes so good. Ooh. But Ooh, I don't want to but I don't want to so kill good. you cuz I I like you so much. Normally I would want to kill you, but in yeah. this case I don't. I don't. You're the one that I won't kill because that's that's the fantasy. Ooh, but yep. it's hard cuz your blood yeah. tastes so good. So good. You're so hot. Yeah, I Here's here's the weird split with this one though. Um in in your book he is he's thinking all kinds of crazy thoughts about this. <laughs> um in, in my book, he sucks it all out and says, Yeah, her blood kind of tastes like morphine. Yeah. <laughs> I I th- this is this is tough. This is really tough because I, I I think typically we've erred on the side of like oh it's the stuff that he says, not the stuff that he thinks that gets him points, right? And like, like the actions he takes. But like uh, these are these chapters are so different in in like what their focus is that it, that maybe maybe we maybe we grant a little leeway here and judge his his sexy sexy thoughts here. He's keeping it cool. He's keeping it cool. So okay. that might be worth some points. Okay, so how do we want to divvy up these points uh, 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 for his for his for his sexy thoughts? I mean, what what are sexy thoughts worth? You know, see, yeah, that, that now we're back to the if we're giving <laughs> if we're giving guys points for thinking 
about nutting, I guess. That's really not. <laughs> that's that's a really good point. I don't know. <laughs> that's not difficult. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so what 20 points <laughs> sure yeah 20 points it's like what you want out of a vampire boyfriend but nothing to write home about yeah <laughs> god i i'm i'm pulling for edward here i really want him to get some points i'm trying to think about what else what else is in here <laughs> hmm Emmett and Jasper just really, really stealing the show by being the ones to kill James. Just, uh. just a real blunder. Emmett, Emmett would be at like plus a thousand right now if he was the focus. Honestly, oh, easily. He, he, he Emmett is the ultimate vampire boyfriend here. I think He's so. so. And Jasper cool. gets the "you're worth it" line. It's just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, all of the stuff that like they, they are. Edward is is stuck in this awful situation for him where his wingmen are way too good at their job. Yep. They are, like, his wingmen are just, like, completely more appealing than him. Does Bella, like, think anything about them? In in, in this chapter? No, like, just in general. Like, is oh, she ever like, oh, Emmett, he's cool. Um, it's, it's funny. Emmett is... There's there's that one line that I found very strange where like Emmett says something really funny in the car and Bella like interprets it as like she like says like oh I pretended not to be insulted or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was like Emmett saying like oh wow like 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 your humans are fragile or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I I that I interpreted that as like oh he's just like a he's like a big lunkhead. He's like yeah. So I, 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 but, but no, she's, she, other than, I will say both of them, I think have been described as like, also perfect and like, also beautiful. Like, like, and Emmett is like huge, right? Like Emmett, Emmett looks like Johnny Bravo or something. He, he's, he's massive. Um, but Bella is not at all, th there's no competition, right? Like n not, not even an errant line that could be interpreted as her, like looking at Emmett or Jasper with any sort of um, desire, like the it, it, it's so funny. The I think the closest, and this is always entirely by accident. The the cl closest other character uh, 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 to to like competition for 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 Edward so far is Alice. Yeah, and and I and I I do think that that is purely accidental, right? Like, <laughs> um, but 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 Jasper and Emmett. Not, not at all, not at all in the running. Like, huh. not, not even to glance at them. That's too bad. It's, it, it's such a weird thing, too, because you read the physical description of them, and, and, like, you would think that they would be, right? Like, Emmett, especially, he is just described as being, like, like, this massive, rippling muscles, handsome guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I look at the, the physical description of him, and I go, like, oh, Bella's gonna have something something saucy to say about him at least once right right but, but no never not 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 even an errant stray thought about um about emmett uh hmm. ju it's just it's always about alice and how impossibly beautiful and soft she is and 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 how tender her touch is and everything and emmett nothing jasper nothing justice for emmett 
Justice for Emmett. He is the ultimate boyfriend in here, I think. I think so, too. Okay, last ditch move for some points here. Yep. Uh, uh, they gotta move her. They've gotta move Bella. And Edward and gets a super smooth line here. Yeah, it's time to move her. No, I want to sleep, I complained. You can sleep, sweetheart. I'll carry you, Edward soothed me. You can sleep, uh, and I was sweetheart. In- I crooned in her ear. Ooh, crooned. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was in his arms, cradled against his chest, floating, all the pain gone. Sleep now, Bella, were the last words I heard. So he gets the princess carrier out the door, you know? That's something. I wish I, I, wish I could give him, like, more points for that, but I it's just not not huge. Yeah. It's, like, charming or whatever, but it can't be more than, like, a 30-pointer. Yeah. I... I'm look. I'm fe- I'm feeling. I'm feeling generous. Um, just because I'm. I'm thinking about all the fun we could have had at uh, at at Twilight Festival in Forks, and and I don't want Edward to to you know to miss out like we did. Let's hmm. give him thirty points for that. Okay. For Renesmee's birthday. <laughs> Happy nine eleven. Here's thirty points. <laughs> Uh, okay, plus thirty for Princess Carrie plus Renesmee's birthday. So that brings him to plus fifty points, which leaves him with ten percent of the book to go, according to Ooh. my ebook here. Uh, with negative one hundred and fifty, it's still possible. It is still possible, although I am really worried because I would have thought that the big action scene that I was imagining where he kicks the tracker's ass would have gotten him across the threshold. Um, here is some hope. Okay. I have three chapters next week. Wow. Okay. So he might just make it up in like sheer bulk. He might. He could. He could get some 10 pointers in there. Maybe 10 of them. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I have one very long chapter left. Okay. Uh, well, not left. Um, let me see. Uh, okay, I guess I, I no, I have so I have two chapters left. I have I have um one long chapter and impasse, and then I have an epilogue, which is also quite long. So right. so two chapters more or less. There's a chance. Um, there's a chance. There is a chance. He's got two more rounds of boyfriend points, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those has three chapters in it. So it's possible, but also it's Edward. So, like, there's a real possibility he might also just, like, choke completely, uh, right? Yeah. We've, we've, we have seen, we have seen the, the, the promised land of zero a couple of times and then mm-hmm. he has done something really stupid and and lost a bunch. Yeah. And and I you know, I would hope that he's maybe gotten all that out of his system, but you never know. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see exciting exciting times. Is he going to make it to zero points? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Exciting episode for such small chapters, such a short scene. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
any last orders of business or should we take it to the close? Let's take it to the close. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp. You can find us at patreon.com slash streetcast. And Liz, I know we just talked about it, but for tradition's sake, what are we reading next week? Oh, I'm reading three chapters of Midnight Sun. I think they're called Chores, which sounds great. <laughs> um <laughs> And then three conversations and then an inevitability. Uh, and I think your chapter is called an impasse. An impasse. All right. Well, even if you are pulling for Edward and want to see all those juicy, juicy boyfriend points yourself, please read another book. Please read another book. But there's a lady there makes ocean raw seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a ride. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise